Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to Leadership Stars. Today I have a very special guest and someone who I admire very much for what she's doing um, in the community and in the state as well as globally. And she is a disabled veteran. She's a small business owner, a speaker, an author, and an award winner who's passionate about connecting women, veterans specifically, across the nation. And I have with me Melissa Washington. Melissa, welcome. Linda, I'm glad to be here. And what you're doing, what, first of all, I want to thank you for your service. Uh, and I, I always think that that's very special to have um, our military women on this show. Uh, that is a, a true step into leadership. And what you're doing is amazing. So I'm, I'm, getting, I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Melissa, could you start with... Um, Sort of your background, how you got to where you are today. How did I get? How far do you want me to go back? <laughs> uh, as I said in an interview once upon a time, I said to the recruiter, uh, why don't I just take you to an important point in my life and bring you forward? And all he said was, oh, thank you. He didn't know what questions to ask. So um, in this case, <laughs> I, I, that background, I think, is really important. So um, take us uh, back to, um, you know, after after school and so where where you are today? Yeah, I'll, I'm uh, I'll take you to right when I joined the United States Navy. Um, I did that 27 years ago. I was a year in community college and I stunned everyone. Nobody believed me that I, I joined the Navy and shipped off to boot camp in in Orlando, Florida, and then after that went to my um, training in Meridian, Mississippi. And my first duty station uh, was out of uh, Little Creek, Virginia. I was on a rescue salvage ship. And um, during that time, I did a six-month deployment into the Mediterranean. And from being from California, I wanted to get back to California. So I was able to get stationed in San Diego on a destroyer tender um, there at 32nd Street. And did a six-month, what they call a Westpac. And part of that was um, spending some time anchored off the coast of some. Malia uh, during Operation Restore Hope as we were there to um, support the destroyers um, that were there that were supporting operations um, during our time in Somalia and also spent some time in the, the Persian Gulf. But when I was in my my school, I had met this Marine and we kind of went our separate ways and um, we decided we we're going to get married and he wanted to spend a career in the Marine Corps and I didn't want both of us to be at the same time. So I was able to get out of the Navy a little bit early before my, my contracted time, even though I had to do the rest in reserves. Mm-hmm. So literally, I got out of the Navy. 30 days later, I became a Marine Corps wife. And 30 days later, he deployed on a six-month deployment. Wow. Um, and I've been married 20, yeah, and I've been married to him for 24 years. Um, so, so my transition out of the military is a little bit different than a lot of women um, having transitioned being active duty and now all of a sudden I'm a spouse, a dependent, you know, all the different names we get um, there as, as, you know, being married to a Marine and, and, you know, and 
we talk about that the spouses serve. You mean I serve, but I served in a, a di- spouses serve in a different way. Uh-huh. Uh, that so that was that was really great experience. I used my GI Bill, got my bachelor's degree. Um, but one of the things is I truly in the beginning never identified myself as a veteran. Uh, um, my dad is a veteran and he served in Vietnam and you know in combat. That was a veteran. I didn't. I knew you know. Yes, I, I served. Um, and it, it took me probably a while for me to, to say really think yes. I am a veteran, even though I did use my benefits. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's so important, too, as I, I speak to women even today in, in what I do today. So kind of fast forward, I I worked in corporate America. I worked um, for Fortune 500 companies um, doing recruiting and human resources for a little over 12 years. And we were in Southern California at that time. And then also during the time, uh, we adopted our um, daughter from foster care, and she's going to be 13 very, very soon. And um, in 2008, my company offered me a relocation up to Northern California to a town called Rockland uh, to manage the Oracle account um, right outside of Sacramento. And you're, a little over a year later, I was laid off because the economy, I mean, it was, just, it was already tanking in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then in 2009, I... Um, I was laid off, but best thing that could have ever happened to me was being laid off from that job. And Melissa, this this is actually a fa- a fantastic journey and story. Uh, mine's a little bit different than that. Um, I went into the the army um, right. Well, actually, during college, uh, I went through the college junior program and then the student officer program my senior year in college, got paid as an E-4 corporal, which uh, really upset the ROTC guys <laughs> because they didn't get paid and I didn't have to do anything, uh, whereas they had to go to class and they had to march and did all that stuff. And we just sort of thumbed our noses at them. Uh, but it, it was it was great fun, and I, I really enjoyed it. It helped me. Uh, also, we went to Europe uh, one semester, and I was able to get to the PX and cash checks and, and buy things. And uh, the gentleman who was talking to us goes, well, you'd have to have a green card. And I held up mine, I mean, like this. <laughs> and he goes, he wasn't expecting that, to say the uh-huh. least. Um, my uh, my tours, st- we, I stayed pretty much here in the States. I went back to Fort McCullen, Alabama, which at that time was the home of the Women's Army Corps. Went up to Boston to... Um, Fort Devens, then back to Fort McClellan. It was one of those, every other tour, we had to go back to McClellan. Uh, it was like going home. And then from there, uh, I was the four-star, uh, four-star general's uh, protocol officer for about a year at Fort Monroe, Virginia, which was the greatest duty station I'd, I'd been in. I, uh, I, like you, also met my husband in the Army. He was an Army officer. He was a, um, an MP. And he was one of five single male officers on a post of 5,000 women, which was pretty amazing. <laughs> and we've been married um, 42 years. It'll be 43 oh. in May. And to have two lovely kids. And I, I also got out because of him. He said he wouldn't marry me until I got out of the service um, because he'd already gotten out and was in law school. So it was similar but different. Um, I volunteered for Vietnam. Um, but was unable to go because at the time Nixon was bringing troops back and the the Corps wasn't sending women over to Vietnam at that time. So um, I thank your dad for his service as well. So fantastic. Um, but that's not where you ended up. I mean, when you, when you retired from corporate life, um, I, I also was 
laid off when Crocker and Wells Fargo merged in 1986. I formed mm-hmm. my company and what I and what I do, and of course, it's shifted a bit in the last five years. Um, I, I think that whole layoff process, at least for women, can be a very powerful impetus to doing what we were always meant to do, the movement that we were designed to create and to sponsor. And so you stepped into the entrepreneurial world uh, after you were laid off. Is that not correct? Yeah, no, that is that is exactly correct. And that wasn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. I, you know, I was in corporate, corporate America. You know, climbing the corporate ladder that was, you know, wanted to shatter the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, um, but th- that didn't happen. I'm, well, I'm shattering things in other ways now, but <laughs> yes, um, you are. So, one of the things, too, and it's so relatable to those that are transitioning out of the military is, you know, I had just moved up to, you know, the Sacramento area. It was only about a year. So I only Mm -hmm. knew like five people in this area. So not even having a network built, you know, where I came, you know, where we moved from. I mean, I I knew a lot of people and then coming here and not really know anyone. I had to start establishing my network of people. Um, And I did that through a uh, initially a one job seekers group, which was targeting um, professionals because so many professionals were were laid off and. And this one particular class that they had offered was how to use social media to find work. So they had, you know, PowerPoint on how to use LinkedIn, how to use Twitter, and how to use Facebook. Now, this is, we're talking, this is 2009 mm-hmm. that they were talking about this. And I was like, hey, I know how to use social media. I've been on LinkedIn. I was an early adopter of LinkedIn. So I took mm-hmm. it a step further and started hosting LinkedIn workshops at my dining room table. Um, and helping job seekers use LinkedIn. So we'd have a two-hour workshop and show them how to set up their profile, how they can use it, and then end up starting um, additional job seekers groups um, where we had several active ones that would meet on a weekly basis. You know, we'd have 40, 50, 60 people in there. You know, we bring in speakers and just a lot of it was just to help people's, you know, their morale and their confidence because it was, it was, it's rough, especially in Sacramento. It was really rough here. Um, and I was still trying to look for jobs, going on informational interviews and finding what jobs were posted. And most of the time I was, you know, overqualified or it was just mm-hmm. some ridiculous job that I didn't have any interest in. So pretty much all, actually all of that whole year was um, doing the training. I mean, that's and helping these jobs, other job seekers and sharing my knowledge that I had gathered from 12 years on um, spending you know, and recruiting and, and helping others, which was helping me too, um, believe it or not. Yeah. Yes, I, I have the the privilege of speaking to several of those groups here in the Bay Area, um, Experience Unlimited, C6, uh, ProMatch, those kinds of things. Uh, because there are so many people still out of work, uh, especially in the Silicon Valley with the um, professionals and and technicians and and that kind of thing so uh, i value the fact that you actually started one up in or several up in the sacramento area because i think those are very important it's a way of um knowing that you're not alone uh, and that there are other people like you and oftentimes they're finding jobs for each other which i think is also very very powerful and of course the speakers give them um information about uh, for me it's leadership in the job interview you know how do you show that you are a leader in that job interview 
uh, when you know you never, you may not see yourself as a leader. Um, so I think it's really powerful that what you what you were doing when you said you did it at your at your dining room table were these live or you know were in person kneecap to kneecap or was this over the internet? No, it was live. So they would bring their laptops. If not, I had um, I would let them borrow a laptop and I brought out my my screen for my computer and uh, ended up buying a projector, but just, it was, it was live training and I was, I was learning as I was going. So of course <laughs> it's always about, right. If you continue to do things, you get better and better. So as I continue to do it, you know, I, I got better and better to where it ended up expanding to where it's one of those things where, you know what, maybe I could start charging for this because, you know, fast forward now it's, you know, or late 2010, 2011, and mm-hmm. others wanted to know how to use LinkedIn, not just job seekers, you know, the small business, right. um, even recruiters, you know, hey, how do we use this? So it's like, okay, well, let me start testing this and see if, you know, someone will pay $40 to come and, and hear me speak. And that's why I really built my, and I was building my business and not realizing at that time. And I was networking. I I would tell, and I always tell people, go anywhere you can to network, whether it's in the afternoon or the evening. Um, you know, if you could find free events, that's great, or something that's low cost um, to go to, because that's how I built my network here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I built my network when I was on unemployment. Um, and, and that's too, is how do you turn yourself into um, uh, not a person that's unemployed? Because then people look at you like, what's the matter with you? Why can't you find a job? Mm-hmm. Um, so I turned into this, what they ended up calling LinkedIn Maven. It came at one time I was introduced um, somewhere where I was speaking, and that's how I was introduced, and it kind of stuck mm-hmm. um, with me because I was sharing my knowledge using LinkedIn, but also, too, you know, running these job seeker groups. And I actually, I won um, in 2011 the 40 under 40 and I wouldn't qualify now, but at that time I was 40 under 40 and I was the only one that won it. And I was on unemployment, but I, I won it because of, you know, the job seekers group and everything I was doing it in the community. Um, and, and that's what we tell people is we so identify with our job and our job title and what we're paid to do. And, and people would need to realize we're so much more than just, you know, a senior accountant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I s- and, and I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, yeah, I so agree that, that we are more than just a title. We're more than our job. Uh, and I, I I, find it interesting that you, you use networking. And you made the comment that uh, people don't want to hear that you're unemployed. I used, I used to run associations, professional associations. And one of the things that we noticed was when there were more job seekers out there, obviously they would come to the, to our meetings hoping to find someone who had a job um, that they could offer them. And in this case, it was training and development. And the interesting thing was the more job seekers we had, the fewer people with jobs came who came to the events. It was like they didn't want to be hit on by all these people who were looking for jobs. So we began to educate the quote, person who was out of a job um, on how to um, be at a meeting like that without becoming a, a nuisance, in essence, and someone that no one wanted to talk <laughs> to, um, so that, again, our professionals would come back to the meetings and that they could provide that um, expertise to them, you know, like, 
I can do an informational interview, but I don't have a job for you. And just to be real honest about that. And we found that we could bring back our, our professionals when we slowed the recruiting down. And, and I think that's really, really important. It is about networking. It's not about necessarily getting a job at that particular meeting. So I think it's powerful that um, you you said that is is um, you know watch what you're saying at a networking meeting and make yourself valuable to the people who are there, right? Absolutely, and yep, and and that's what I did. And um, mm-hmm. and again, you know, having all those connections that I had made and I still have you know having some of those ended up turning to friends and, and having those connections um, which is great and just being able to establish myself in, the, in, in this area or, and and beyond yeah um, and I just want you know and I always encourage people you know even if you are unemployed don't let that again you know you just like oh now I'm unemployed um, don't <laughs> let that don't let that get you down from what you have to do um and I did at first, you know, I went through a little bit of grief. Um, I was grieving the loss of my job and my identity. But um, after yeah. I got out of that, then there I was. Fantastic. And Melissa, when we come back from our break, um, I want to talk to you about where your your, your whole thing took a, a detour for a bit and then what you're doing now, <laughs> because it's really, really powerful. So audience, I want you to think about... Um, whether you're actually networking, whether you're going out and you're actually connecting with people, providing value to them when you're there. And we'll be right back. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas, That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with linda.com that's linda at dare the number two dream with linda.com this is the voice america women's channel where your success is limitless you are listening to leadership stars with linda patton 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I'm having such a a rich discussion with Melissa Washington, who is the president and founder of the Women's Veterans Alliance. And so we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. But Melissa, um, I teased the audience with the fact that you took a bit of a detour um, (laughs) before you founded the Women's Veterans Alliance. Would you tell us a little bit about that detour? Absolutely. So, um, so I was still working, doing the job seekers groups. I was doing LinkedIn, LinkedIn trainings and then starting. So part of the the job seekers group, um, a lot of people would ask me, Hey, Melissa, what do I need to do to find work? And I would run off these things. And a lot of times they would say, what's this link thing? Um, so I, I created this checklist, which this checklist ended up turning into my book that I launched in 2014. But then, um, I started where I was sharing earlier. It's like if I started charging for this, you know, would people pay? And they would. And then just so happens LinkedIn in, in 2011 had sent me a, an adver- a coupon to do some advertising where I can target an ad on LinkedIn for people in Sacramento. And Ooh. that's what I did. It was Sacramento workshops and, you know, people would click on it. It's, you know, it's the pay-per-click advertising. And just so happens that LinkedIn's director of sales effectiveness lived in this area and saw this ad and wanted to know who I was. And, you know, being a great networker that I am, I'm, you know, we met at Starbucks that week and connected. And this was early 2011. And then in June, I had just followed up with him to say, hey, what's, you know, what's going on? And it was kind of uh, pretty much hey, would you be interested in working at LinkedIn for three months? So that was, I didn't have to, it wasn't this kind of thing where I said, well, let me just ask my husband. I was like, yes, when do you want me to start? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started that Friday, but a few things. One, they never posted that job. And I always share with people that are looking for, you know, about 80% of jobs are never posted. So for one, this job was never posted. It was all about who I knew and networking. And if I did apply for the job or if they asked, and they never asked me for a resume, which was good because I would have had to read my resume because (laughs) what I was doing was global corporate meeting planning. And I did have some of that experience before, but it wouldn't have been on my resume. Mm -hmm. And I got to be paid an Bay area hourly contract rate, which of course in Sacramento and Silicon Valley, our rates are very different. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I, yeah, so I started there and then, um, in the next month or so, I was in Canada uh, doing planning their their sales training. So, three months turned into four years, um, <laughs> and yeah, literally. And I was sure of people because people always turn their nose up at temp assignments. Like I don't want to work there temporarily. Well, let me tell you, three months, four years, three months. I um, I was in Canada, and then I was next thing I was planning was planning their large um, global sales kickoff in Las Vegas. I traveled to Singapore. I traveled to um, Ireland with LinkedIn. Also worked on their President's Club um, and all there. So I got to see LinkedIn grow from where we did a first sales kickoff of 1,500 people to the last one I did was almost 4,000. And that was just their global sales. Um, So to be entrenched actually to work work at LinkedIn and and I was still doing my LinkedIn training when I could. 
Um, and just, you know, also use that as a networking opportunity. It was a great learning experience for me um, to do that. And it wasn't something I was interested in working full time because I didn't want to move to the Bay Area. Uh-huh. But let me tell you, it, it was a it was a fantastic ride and, and literally LinkedIn changed my life. I mean, it changed my life from me tra- doing LinkedIn training from me then working at LinkedIn. And that wasn't even a thought of mine that, hey, I can work at LinkedIn. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That was a big, big, big detour. That's I I agree with you on a couple of things. Um, in fact, I agree on a lot of things. But uh, the whole point of eighty percent of the jobs are never posted, uh, and you do need that network of folks who are looking out for you. Uh, I know I've I haven't gotten any recently, but when I first was laid off, um, there were many people who would call me and say, "Hey, I know about a job in X Y Z." would you like an introduction? And I, those introductions are so powerful when you get that one-to-one connection. It's, it's how I get my clients now is from introductions from other people I know who say, you two need to meet. Um, you're perfect for each other. And resumes, um, my, res- well, one of my, my resume is very out of date, about 31 years out of date. And, and the whole world of resumes has changed uh, dramatically um, you know, I, I put together one just to throw it out there and the person who reviewed it says to me, first of all, um, take, take all the dates off of any kind of education you had and all that. Um, second of all, uh, we only want 10 years of experience. And I go, well, that's really difficult because I've been in this business for 31 years. How do I only show 10 years of that? Mm-hmm. And there was dead silence. It was like, well, we don't know how to work with that, but we don't want you to be rejected for age discrimination. And I go, putting those dates down, even if I started at 21 after college, I'd be 52. Um, so <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it's like it's going to show whatever you do. So it's interesting where where the job market is going and what it's trying to do and not being necessarily successful at. Um, but I think it's great that you were uh, planning global meetings and events. That's another side yeah, of my business that I, I just dearly love. But you said you authored a book, um, and I believe it was Get Back to Work, Smart and Savvy Real-World Strategies to Make Your Next Career Move. Yep. And yes. did, that come, so did that come out of your, your experience? Came out of yep my experience and, and it started from that checklist and that actually that checklist is in the back of my book and um, that's the checklist that I would give to job seekers you know things that they need to do but also what you need to do on a daily basis a weekly basis um, mm-hmm. there and it was one of those things where how can I share my you know what I've done and my experience to others and and never in my life would I think I write would write a book I don't I don't like to write that was it was a little it was some part of it was painful just having to reread everything each time and add content and um and I want to make the book that was more of a guide in a sense not a huge book because so many times we read books and you're on a page 102 and you've you've received nothing you want so I want to make sure people had something on each page and my first chapter talks about taking care of yourself because you've got to take care of yourself in order to be successful in the, in the in these other areas and of course my largest chapter is on LinkedIn, and I'm in the process of um, doing version two of, of my book. Maybe this year, maybe next year, it'll it'll be done. But I'm just little by little. Um, and of course, my, you know, my book is on Amazon, and 
everywhere. And the reason people say, well, why does it call get back to work? Why don't you say get a job? Because <laughs> we're all looking for work. I mean, even me as an entrepreneur, we have to look for new business. And it's the same concept. It's the same concept of branding yourself, having business cards, having that online brand, marketing a network. It's the same thing that job seekers do that a lot of entrepreneurs have to do. And so it's very much of a crossover of all the different concepts can be used, whether you're transitioning out of the military, school, looking to start a business, everyone can take something from the book. Absolutely. And and I think that's fantastic because having, I love this check, the idea of checklists where this is what you do every day, because I think oftentimes that's the challenge is, is getting back into momentum uh, of looking for a job or looking for work, um, looking for clients, whatever it is. I know uh, with my business, um, I don't want to say I took September through December off, but I might as well have. I was in Scotland for the month of September. We came back to a wedding. I had a conference. Then we had the holidays. And I really didn't um, prospect uh, or look for clients until January. And it was like I had to start the bicycle up again. Um, and it was going uphill, and I wasn't getting anywhere. So I, it runs the same way when you're looking for a job. And I, I think that's a very important piece, and I, I love the name of your book. But, Melissa, you stepped into something that's even bigger than that, which is women's veterans. And the fact that we are very underserved, under unrecognized, and you're doing something really powerful um, to – Help us all to find that work, to find our purpose, and to get that momentum back going after you know having left a career um, that you probably didn't think you were going to come out of either that soon, or you did know you were going to, but you didn't realize what you were stepping into. So tell us about why you've started this. I mean, I have I have a pretty good idea underserved and underrecognized, <laughs> but you know, what, what was your passion that helped you to create this movement and, you know, sort of what's, what's your purpose? Yep. Well, it, a lot of it's, well, actually most of it starts um, doing my LinkedIn, uh, my LinkedIn training, which I still do. And actually I'll be up at Bill Air Force Base next week. Um, you know, I, I go on the base and I train, you know, I talk to service members um, as transition service members in their usually their spouses about how to create a LinkedIn profile. So like, you know, I, I, I did that when I was reinventing myself as, and I still do. And also with the, um, the local EDD, their VetNet program. And I do that piece, but there was one thing that, you know, talking, you know, talking to veterans, talking to those that transitions, like where is the professional networking for women? You know, and I had been to some events for, you know, for women veterans, but a lot of the things that I noticed were specifically targeting, it was more for homeless women veterans or certain, these types of services. And then it's like, okay, well, let me look at the veterans groups. And all those veterans groups are male-dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they are. And they're a bunch of old guys. And <laughs> I was just at a American Legion meeting last week. And they're just, you know, it's it's just, it's not a, a welcoming environment for someone Um like myself mm-hmm. um, and there's just certain things that I, I don't care to slam down beers or I just it's just not what I was looking for and not to say it's not right for someone else mm-hmm. um, and I'm like there has to be there has to be something in this area so you know I, I was asking around and of course they're like well just call the VA hospital and it's like okay well I was 
wasn't looking for a military sexual support group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start my own. I, I knew a handful of women vets. And I, you know, then I put it out there on social media and I asked others, hey, if you know any of any women active duty guard or reserve or, or vets, you know, tell them right. here we're going to be at El Torito's in Sacramento in January. This is the date. And 20 beautiful women showed up. Um, none of them knew each other. And we pretty much closed El Torito's down that night. Wow. Um, food and laughter and tears and just women just sharing who they were and it was officer enlisted all branches um were there and it was just like wow um so what was started as just a group of women getting together for dinner uh-huh. has now expanded to the largest and fastest growing professional women veteran networking organization um and why it's because it we're doing doing something different we're doing something that's needed we're serving that 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 community um and we're bringing community and camaraderie um to women and giving women you know that that space that professional space giving them that respect um to in 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 a space where that that can help them grow personally and, and professionally and a lot of it I modeled these groups or this organization on just other professional networking groups that I uh, went to uh, a local Christian woman based um, professional networking group here too, that I that was involved with. So it was taking a lot of everything that I've learned in mm-hmm. corporate America, all that and putting it into, to this organization. And again, this was not the intent I was I was the, I was an author and I, well, I still am, but that was my focus. Okay. I'm still going to, do LinkedIn I'm gonna still go to these conferences and they pay me to speak and I'm gonna do all this and that kind of just slowly started where I just didn't have the time to focus because I was all in I if I'm gonna do something it's gonna be all in and that's I was all in for for Women Veterans Alliance and and I love the fact that you you are all in because when I came out um, there was nothing like this, and there really weren't um, any professional associations for women uh, or networking groups um, back in the back in the day. So I think it's even more important today to have those connections and to be able to have a safe place to share information as well. Because I I know even though you're not a sexual support group, um, women do talk about that on your Facebook page. Oh yeah. Because um, it's safe. It's it, it's safe because they know that other people understand, you know, and that's what we wanted to people to feel safe. Right, and uh, you know, I I do think that's really important. And you you guys all you do classes as well as meetings. Is that correct? Yeah, we do. Well, we have and we have a conference too. We have our fourth mm-hmm. one coming up. Um, conference. We refer you know women to other uh, workshops, and we just do a lot of different. Things, but it's a lot of it. It's based upon the needs of the women. I'm not, you know, it's pointless mm-hmm. just to create something like, oh, let's do this for women veterans. And is there really a need for it? Um, mm-hmm. And I know there's a need for the networking group. I definitely know that piece. And then, and then everything else that stems from from that. Um, um, and, and which in the next segment, I'll, I'll love to share and all these different things that we're doing there out in the community. Absolutely, and. So, uh, Melissa, uh, also when we come back, I want to talk about your kick-ass movement, 
uh, as, <laughs> and, the, and the impact that you've had. So, audience, I want you to think about this. This is a woman who created um, a, a phenomenal group based on a need that wasn't being met. So where in your area is there a need that's not being met that you can step into and create a movement around it? And we'll be right back. This is Voice America Women. We are leaders in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. You're tuned to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And... I am with the most phenomenal woman uh, who's doing amazing things with her movement, Melissa Washington. And in this segment, we're going to talk about her kick-ass movement, uh, as well as what are some of the events that are going on uh, with, with the group and maybe even a success story from you, Melissa, that you've had from someone being in the group and what she's been able to do. So let's start with... What's this kick-ass movement? Well, the, the, the kick-ass movement is, for one, it's bringing awareness that women have served and also, two, helping women that have served know that they're veterans and the benefits that they've earned and for them to understand the benefits that they've earned. Um, 
And one of the things, too, that really, like, fired me up and, like, okay, we really got to kick ass is um, a, little, a couple of years ago, one of our ladies went to speak at a, a group that was a bunch of men veterans, and one of the guys piped up and said, oh, you girls aren't going to last. And, you know... And and for one, for don't call me a girl. I mean, I, that 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 rubs me wrong. Uh, and then to tell us that we're not going to last, um, that just even fired it even more up for what we do. That there is this this movement, not just among the women veterans, but also to our education of the community. Uh-huh. That women have served. We've been serving since the Revolutionary War. Um, we've been serving in combat before even combat rules were open to women. Um, and and the sacrifice that these women have made, there needs to be more um, more recognition and more services. We shouldn't be underserved. We shouldn't be unrecognized. And in the last three years with our organization, we've 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 made a dent in that. I mean, we still have a lot more work to do. Um, it's, you know, where a woman, you know, wears an army t-shirt and it's like, oh, your husband was in the service. Well, no, <laughs> I was in the service. It's, you know, and for women to be able to be, yes, I did. Or, you know, for us to, you know, put, put that sticker on your car to, or to wear that and, 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 and be proud of that, but just to, to educate people. Um, and we have to, and we, and we've been doing that, especially here in the greater Sacramento area. Um, we've been doing that on a pretty much on a, on a weekly basis, whether it's me or others. And if you can empower another woman, she's going to empower another woman and just keeps going. So it's not just about me. It's about, it's about the sisterhood. It's about strengthening that um, and, you know, and helping ourselves, helping our community and helping our family. And one of the things that's most powerful is if you, if you help a woman, if you can transform her life, you transform her family's life. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what we're doing. We're transforming her life, whatever piece of that might be missing, whether it's getting uh, mental health help or getting financial help or getting a new job, or maybe she wants to go back to school or just giving her that connection with another woman veteran and, and then having this group of community of, of sisters that's, you know, we get you. It's okay. It's okay. You come to our group, you take your ma- your mask off, and that's how women feel. And they come and they can be who they are um, without being judged. And mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. And that's why, I mean, we're, we are really, we're, we're kicking ass out there, highlighting women of, I mean, and look at you. I mean, you look at these women, and a lot of times people think, oh, you know, women, they're, because you only see the pictures on TV, oh, here's the homeless woman with her children on the street or this or the pity thing. And it's like, we have to change that narrative and for it to be positive and showing what great skills and abilities that we've had that we learned in the military and how we continue to serve in our communities. Because most veterans I meet are continuing to serve somehow, some way. We do that because that's part of who we are and people need to hire veterans they need to do business with veterans they need to thank a veteran i know some veterans don't like to be thanked but when especially when a woman when when someone thanks me for my service it's just a different you get that like you know that feeling like yes thank you for acknowledging me and my sacrifice that i made right and melissa it's it's kind of i don't want to say difficult but um with a thank you for your service for you because we're now thanking spouses for their service yeah Yeah. you know as as well as the, the vet themselves. So you sort of get a double whammy. I do get a double. Yeah. And I don't, 
I know. And that's actually, that's been a conversation amongst women veterans as far as the service piece mm-hmm. um, when it comes to spouses, even though it's very interesting is a lot of uh, women and you two were, were dual service. Both of mm-hmm. we both served. Um, yeah. So how did, you know, so it's kind of hard too. It's like, okay, yes, I served and I raised my right hand and I made a sacrifice, but I also, there has to be like another word we can use for spouses. So everybody just doesn't get an uproar about the service because they, they do serve, but it's in a different way. Um, it's a different sacrifice. Yes. Um, yeah. That's very, made there. Very, very much so. Um, and yet it's a valuable piece because if, if the service person, um, service member doesn't have that support at home, um, there's, there's a gap. And oh, yeah. they, they definitely feel it um, over over there, where wherever they've been deployed, or it, like you in the Navy, you know, you're you're on a ship. You're not necessarily um, in a in a port, and you know, b- having your family there and everything else. You're out and about. I know my dad. My dad was a Marine and a Navy man uh, before World War II and then during World War II, and you know, he he was never home. Uh, and it was part of the reason why he got out. Um, there was there was a, a snafu with his medical records, but he said I would have stayed in it had I been able to go to the to Annapolis and become an officer because otherwise, as a below decks rank uh, petty officer, I um, I would be gone six months out of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And then come home for a piece of time, and then be gone again. And he said, "I didn't want that life for my family, uh, even though I, you know, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I am a serviceman, and I, I really appreciate that." He had he had an interesting time when I said, "Dad, I'm going army." He goes, <laughs> "Why?" <laughs> so we we went through the whole decision analysis as to why. But he supported me in the end. I mean, he was. Phenomenal. He was proud of that. Um, he was proud of the, the woman that I became. And, um, you know, I thank him for his service, to say the least. Uh, anyway, um, I love the Would fact. You, that, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, you, you bring up a, a good point, too, about the sacrifice that men have to make being deployed. Now put a woman in that perspective. She just mm-hmm. gave birth and she's leaving a four-month-old, you know, especially now since we've been, uh, you know, war in Iraq and Afghanistan for the last 17 years I mean it's pretty much guaranteed you're going to have to go over there so here you leave your baby now you're only supposed to be there six months and I said oh you know what we need you here nine months now you come back and it's their first birthday they have no idea who you are so that's that's very you know when you when you hear the stories of women who have made that sacrifice and they know I mean they're they're in the, the military they know that that's a sacrifice and I I think the communities also understand that too, especially these women who have made that sacrifice with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to other things that you know may have happened, whether it's you know post traumatic stress or MST or even traumatic brain injury, and but we're not broken. You know what I'm saying? It's not some you know. So that's a thing too. Even though women may have that, they're they're not they're not broken. I mean, these are strong warriors, um, and just I, I always. I like to stress that the community needs to know that you know we're not all GI Jane. Don't get me wrong. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but uh, okay. I'm going to ask you. Wonder Woman came out last year. Was did you feel that that was in support of us as powerful leaders, or was it a sexist topic? I thought she. Well, she's kick ass and she's smart. Mm-hmm. You know. You, 
what can be more better than that, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yes, yes. She used her her brains and her in her you know and her fighting skills and everything. Absolutely. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I I came out um, pretty much before we were totally integrated into the into the military. Um, so we still had you know our own. Um, headquarters uh, the core was you know at Fort McClellan or yeah Fort McClellan in Anniston uh, and you know we had that particular post you had two duty officers you had two two flag ceremonies you know everything was done separate from the men and that integration I think has been very interesting um, as as far as the men are concerned as well as the women uh, you know they sort of don't know what to do with us um, you know is is something that we've won or that we've done um, lowered because there was a woman in the class and we had to quote change our standards to be able to um, have her graduate and that kind of thing and I think that's a real shame that um, we have we have to prove ourselves that way and that there is that perception that we are the weaker sex and therefore we can't we can't do what uh, is being asked of us uh, and that we can't truly be fully integrated as an equal partner to the men who are in our unit. Would you agree? Uh, ab- absolutely. And, I, and I, you know, I think the branches, a lot of that's different in each branch or where you're um, stationed. And right. I honestly, I didn't feel a lot of that. I mean, of course, you know, you're, you're young and um, I, I didn't, you, you, you did feel some of that male dominance, but I didn't feel that, you know, maybe if I stayed in longer or I was the only woman in an all-male unit, mm-hmm. of course, you know, that would have been a little bit different. Um, but, and, you know, and unfortunately, even today, this is still an issue of of that. Um, but we're making more, I mean, so many more strides. I just, you know, the article I just read the other day is, you know, now 12 women have graduated from our ranger school yeah um so that just shows you too as far as you know the the mental and the physical ability because you know how many men fall out of that in the first couple weeks right you know and that's a whole other conversation um, <laughs> about that but i couldn't do it oh, oh. I, i'm not equipped to do it i, I couldn't yeah and it's not something that i would I, want to do no. <laughs> That's the other thing is you really have to want to do that. I uh, heard Lisa, uh, Major Lisa Jaster talk about her experience and, you know, the attitude of the, the guys in, in her class of, you know, my, my tab won't be worth as much because everyone will think we downgraded it because of you. And she spent an entire night with these guys talking about what it took for her to be here. And the fact, hey, am I carrying a 75-pound pack like you are? Of course I am. Mm-hmm. Do I have? Do I have to carry your sorry ass back um, because we were doing a rescue mission? Um, mm-hmm. And you weigh how much? Did I did I turn that over to somebody else? No. Those kinds of things. So, you know, it's it's very important. So, Melissa, real quickly, um, you have a free gift to offer to our audience, and then if you'd like to just announce uh, a couple of the events that are coming up, we've got about three minutes. 
Yes, we do. So I'll be very, very quickly. So um, a couple things that we have coming up real quick are in the greater Sacramento area. We have our inaugural Red, White, and Blue 5K Fun Run Walk Ride. It's open to the public, and we're also doing a um, fun in the park after. So we've got food trucks and vendors and exhibitors. It's a great community event for those that are interested in coming out um, to participate um, with that. And then in September, September 28th or 30th, is our it's our fourth National Women Veterans Unconference. It's open up to all women veterans garden, active duty garden reserve. Um, and it's at a beautiful resort in Southern California. It's accessible by all airports um, to come there. And also our chapter meetings, and they could find those on uh, womenveteransalliance.org, and they could see where our different chapters are. We're from uh, Nevada County into Silicon Valley. And um, also just view our website. We've got events and everything. And my apologies for the, the lawnmower right now. And what else? Um, oh, so uh, what I want to offer, and actually I'd like to offer a couple of different things because, um, well, one of those, and I think a lot of people would have interest, is just a 15-minute free consultation with me. And that could be anything from how to use LinkedIn to, you know, to starting a business. And we can get a lot accomplished in 15 minutes because a lot of people are curious on how to build their, their online brand. Mm-hmm. So if, if I offer anything, that's usually a great thing. And people can, you know, contact me and we can set up a time and we just do that over the phone real quickly. Okay. Fantastic. So audience, you'll definitely want to take advantage of Melissa's expertise in LinkedIn, as well as how to start a business. And for those of you who are women veterans and want to connect with the Women's uh, Veteran Alliance, I strongly support that you do that. Um, And again, connect with Melissa at Melissa at MelissaWashington.com. There is an event uh, coming up at the Pleasanton Uh, library on the 25th of this month um, that if you're in this area please um, connect with it if you're in my global community and you're outside the United States still connect with Melissa I'm sure that she has resources around the world who can help you to um, get connected and to meet with your sisters um, in arms. So, Melissa, thank you so very much for being with us. I really appreciate it, and I was honored to have you here, and, and I love what you're doing in the movement that you are creating. So, thank audience, you know. I, you're welcome. And so, audience, I would ask you to connect with me if you have questions or you just like to talk about how do I create my movement at Linda at Dare, the number two lead with Linda.com. And until next week, be courageous. Dare to Lead. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.